Hello and welcome to the 21st episode of the Football South Coast Weekly. And in the Illawarra Mercury Premier League last weekend, three games were played on Saturday. Wollongong Olympic have now won all six of their games in the competition, picking up a 2-0 win against South Coast United at the PCYC. Josh McDonald and Hikaru Kawasakiya got the goals for the home side. Coniston snapped a two-game losing streak with a 1-0 win against Tarawana at Tarawana Oval, with Tommy Fujieda getting the goal for the visitors just after the the hour mark. Wununa made it four wins in a row, ending Albion Park's unbeaten start to the year as they edged past the White Eagles 1-0 at Terry Reserve, with Brendan Patman getting the goal early on in that one. Looking at Sunday now and in the undisputed upset of the round, Balambi got up 2-1 against Bulay at Balls Paddock to earn the Rosellas their first win of the season. Jordan Grinham got the side off to a flyer, scoring within the first minute before Sean Malloy scored later on in the half. Carl Jackson pulled one back for the hosts just after the break, but Balambi were able to hold on. Cromwell earned a 4-1 win against Cringilla at Memorial Park, with Rick Goodchild picking up a brace for the Rangers. And finally, Wollongong United defeated Port Kembla 2-0 at Wetherill Park. Matty Brennan opened the scoring before Dinko Terzic scored for the second week running just before the break to seal the result. In the People Care District League, Shell Cove batted Kaima 6-1 with Tommy Markovsky scoring a hat-trick. University earned a 5-2 win against Picton at Hume Oval as Doug Woodwiss got a brace for the visitors. Fern Hill got up 2-1 against Balgowney at Judy Masters Oval with Daniel Jukic and George Jordan Hughes on the score sheet for the Foxes. Helensburg swept Berkeley aside 4-0 at Rex Jackson Park with Cade Kinsella, Darren O'Brien and Blake Curry all on the score sheet for the Thistle. Rilla picked up a 3-2 win against the rule at Thomas Gibson Park with Adrian Montalbano and Jack Donnelly scoring in the 61st and 62nd minute respectively to seal the win for the Wanderers. And finally, Mark Picciolini made a memorable return to the Illawarra District League scoring a 22-minute hat-trick as Unendera beat Oak Flats 3-0 at Unendera Oval. We will now move into the previews for Round 7. And joining me once again for this week is Nathan Turner. Nathan, how are you? Good, thanks, Tim. Good to be back again. And we'll begin with the first game on Saturday afternoon, Balambi Rosellas against Cringilla Lions at Elizabeth Park. So the Rosellas, I guess they did pick up what was the result of the round, that 2-1 win against Bulai. Jordan Grinham got them off to a flyer, scoring within a minute before Sean Malloy added one towards the end of the first half. So, I mean, we spoke about how well that they can defend, um, but they seem to have found that goal-scoring knack. And, I mean, that win against Bulleye, what a huge result that is against the Bulleye side that, you know, we're, we're on a bit of a run. You ha- they haven't lost since round one. So, for the Balambi to pick up their first win of the season against this Bulleye side, that is really impressive. Yeah, look, I mean, I'll call that the upset of the year, and it's only round six. Um, I don't think any many people saw that one coming, but, you know, credits to, to Balambi. We, we spoke about how strong... You know, they, they've been in patches this year, picking up that one-on draw with the White Eagles earlier in the season. But, you know, they, they really got going against Bulleye on the weekend and showed the league what they can actually do if they can, you know, put a couple uh, goals in the back of the net because that was the first first time they scored more than one goal all season in a game. So credits to them. And, I mean, their tails will certainly be up heading into this one against the Cringilla side that they continued their struggles, really a 4-1 loss to, to Coromel at the weekend. Um, and we spoke about this Coromel game as a potential opportunity against, you know, a Rangers side that did concede a lot of goals in the early rounds, but it really just sort of didn't materialise. Um, and now they're having to face up here against the Balambi side who have all the momentum heading into this game. 
Yeah, without a doubt, Tim. Um, another team similar to Balambi. We spoke to how they had such a you know tough start to the season. They were struggling to score goals, but they were also leaking goals at the back as well. So they haven't really kicked their season off like they would hope. And and it was probably a disappointing game on the weekend for new coach uh, Michael Grabeski as well. And I know he probably would not have wanted to start the way he did. So it's probably a, another good opportunity to turn it around this weekend, but it could swing either way. We'll be backing the Lions to take this opportunity to pick up their first win of the season. Look, I've said in recent games that I've really liked Congella when they've, um, you know, when they played football and really grinding out some games. But we've also said that about Balambi, and I just think that, you know, given the weekend the Rosellas have just had, I think they can continue their momentum into this one and, and get the win. I think this one here, I am actually going to say a draw. I think that Balambi will come into this one with a lot of confidence, but I think that Cringilla have proven this year they can be quite a difficult side to play against. And I think if they can get it right at the back and then, you know, begin to try and move the ball up the field a little bit, you, you know, they are more than capable of picking up a result here. But I do think I, I will back a draw in this one. And the next game we will look at is Port Kembla against Bulleye at Wetherill Park, another game on Saturday afternoon. So Port Kembla, they did go down 2-0 to Wollongong United on Sunday. Um, it was quite a dominant display from Wollongong United in that one, and Port Kembla really struggled to sort of, you know, get out of the their half, really, for, for large periods of that. And it just sort of continues that trend of, in the bigger games, this Port Kembla side have really sort of struggled to, to pick up results. Um, they have picked up a new signing. Keegan Matthias has signed from the Wolves under 20s. He, of course, played a lot of football with Wollongong Olympic first grade last year. So he's certainly a, a very useful acquisition for them. Um, and you never know. I mean, Bulay are coming off that poor result uh, last weekend. I mean, they may very well fancy their chances heading into this one. Yeah, definitely, Tim. I think, you know, as we said, we've seen very good patches of Port Kembla to start the season. But um, I, I don't think that the table's too kind on them. Um, they're sitting down in ninth spot with only the five points from the first uh, six games. And they've had, you know, very talkable results throughout the season as well, including that four or draw with Wununa and, um, you know, those couple of draws against um, Tarawana as well. And even just going down to White Eagles too. But I, I believe something in, in the midfield would, would be a massive boost for them. I know, you know, Vaughan Patterson's a very strong player in there. Um, as well as Jordan Nikoloski going forward. But I think, you know, Keegan Matthias is, is a huge uh, pickup for them as well. Um, I remember watching him last year in various games for Wollongong Olympic, and I just think he's a quality uh, young player. So he'll be, bring a lot of energy to the side as well. And their opponents, Bulai, in this one. I mean, we did sort of think they were starting to pick up a bit of momentum, a big win against Coromel, and then grinding out that win against Cringilla. But that loss against Belambi just sort of really, you know, takes that all away. And, they, and they've moved a few steps back now. And, and I guess that they really do need to get back to winning ways here. But it will be a tricky task against this Port Kembla side that are a tough side to face. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get from both of these sides. Um, you know, you spoke at the start of the season how Bula are the team to beat, but they sort of haven't really gotten going as so far. Um, we thought that they they started a couple of weeks ago, but they've slipped back down to, to outside the top five after that loss to, to Balambi, um, but could be a perfect weekend for them to, to turn that around and bounce back. I think for this one here, I will back Bulai to, to get back to winning ways. I think that, you know, that was the, the result against Belambi was, you know, probably a real shock to them. And I think that they're really going to want to bounce back here. And, and they certainly do have the quality to do that uh, here against Port Kembla. Yeah, look, I might, I might tip Port Kembla in this one, Tim. Um, I've really liked, uh, you know, the, the games that they played this year, Port Kembla. I feel like they can really grind out some, you know, tough games as well. And, and we, I spoke about that before with, that games against the White Eagles and Wanuna, 
um, when they have picked up points. And, and I just believe that that uh, Keegan Matthias, if he were to play for him this weekend, I think he's going to bring a lot of energy to the side and um, and really boost their boost their um, chances of winning this one. And the final game on Saturday afternoon, we will discuss Albion Park against Coromel at Terry Reserve. So the White Eagles start to the season, that unbeaten start, did end with a 1-0 defeat to Winuna. Uh, and that does mean now that Wollongong United leapfrog them into second Albion Park, moving down to third, five points off the top of the league. And I, I think it is worth mentioning that they, they are the second lowest number in, in terms of goal scoring this year. Of course, that stat is a little bit distorted considering South Coast United, Belambi and Cradilla all only have four goals. But do you think that the fact that they are struggling to, to score goals this year may potentially hamper their pursuit of a title this year? 100%, Tim. Um, it's a big factor, you know, scoring goals early on in the season, especially, you know, getting those bigger results against those teams towards the end of the table. Um, you look at you know teams like Wollongong Olympic and Wollongong United. They've both scored 16 goals already this season, conceding only three and six. So they've got their goal difference is already uh, significantly larger than than the White Eagles. So if it comes down to it, um, it's going to be very crucial for the White Eagles. But they've still got plenty of time to turn it around, and they've still got very uh, very good attacking players in their side. Um, in Cameron Morgan and JC Mack as well. So get them going a little bit more like Cameron Morgan has in recent weeks and yeah, they can definitely still be a real threat. Well, I mean, their latest signing, Hamish Lamberton, did come off the bench. He signed from the Wollongong Wolves there. So he made his debut in that match. So another potential attacking player coming into that lineup. So, you know, potentially we will sort of see perhaps an improvement in that area because they certainly don't have an issue at the other end of the field. I mean, they've conceded just four goals, which is the second best rate uh, in the division this year. Moving on to Coromel now in this game, and they did pick up that resounding 4-1 win against Cringilla. Most notably, Rick Goodchild did pick up two goals in that one, which takes his tally to four for this season. But it will be a difficult task uh, for them this weekend. It's another game against the top five side, and we have sort of seen them really struggle in those games, I guess. You know, they've conceded nine goals across the games against Wollongong United and Bulleye this season. Yeah, look, uh, I know last week we spoke really uh, spoke a bit about Coromel's defence, um, you know, being their weak link in, in their in their results so far. But you know, they, they did really good uh, on the weekend against Cringilla's side that, that only scored the one goal. So I believe that's going to be a little bit of a confidence boost. And, and we did mention about how good their attack is. They've scored at least two goals in each and every game they've played this season. So um, that's that's another big positive for them as well. And coming up against the White Eagles side who, who haven't, you know, blown teams away, then then I think they're, they're going to be in for a really good shout this weekend against the White Eagles. And I believe that they're going to be able to take their chances. So uh, are you going to be backing Coromel in this one? Or do you think that Albion Park will uh, get back to winning ways after that defeat to the Sharks last weekend? Uh, I might back Coromel in this one, Tim. As I said, I just think that they've got the attacking quality to, to get the job done over, you know, teams when they when they are, you know, on form in attack. Um, we spoke about as well how their, their uh, defence isn't the best, that they conceded the second most in the league. But as I said, against the... Um, against the Albion Park White Eagles side who haven't reached their full potential. Um, it could be the, the perfect way to, to really snatch out of that streak. I think this is a really important game for Coromel heading into this one because I think that, you know, coming off that win against Cringilla uh, and the fact that they are facing a White Eagles side that did pick up their first loss of the season last weekend, it presents a real opportunity for them to, to really get their season kick started here. If they were to pick up a result, that's a huge amount of momentum heading into this one. But I just feel that the way that Albion Park have played so far 
this season. Of course, that defeat to Winuna, uh was a bit of a disappointing result for them. But besides that, they have been, you know, one of the top sides in the division this year. And on another note, it is worth mentioning that Cameron Morgan in this fixture last year did in fact pick up a hat-trick for Albion Park. And I think they will be able to get back to winning ways in this one and uh, pick up the win. Moving on to the first of two games on Saturday night and potentially the game of the round in the Premier League this week. Coniston against Wollongong United at JJ Kelly Park. Now, this fixture does have some history in in the 2020 season. Of course, there was that last-minute winner for Coniston in that 3-2 victory uh, that did decide the title and did get Winuna their first ever title uh, in the Premier League. So there certainly is a fair bit of history behind this one. But looking at the context of this season, uh, Coniston, they did get back to winning ways after those two defeats in a row. One to win against Tarawana. Tommy Fijeda picking up the goal in that one. And that was probably an important win for, for Coniston because they were on that little bit of a slump of form. Um, but to pick up that win, it just sort of gets them back on track and gets them picking up a little bit more momentum heading into this one. Um, And I think, would you say this is perhaps where Coniston, if they do have aspirations of finishing up higher on in the table, this is where they do sort of need to improve. Yeah, 100%. Um, This is probably the weekend to do it as well. Um, As you said, this is probably... Is this is the match of the round? Uh, Coniston Wollongong United. Um, you know, as you said, looking back at last season's last final day, it's it's going to be a fiery one. Um, you know, we all know how that one ended up. But yeah, as you said, if Coniston really want to be pushing, you know, for that top five spot and really want to be showing the rest of the league that they're not ones to be sort of tread, tread lightly um, for the rest of the season, then they need to do a job against Wollongong United, and, and it's something they can definitely do as well. So um, all eyes will be on yeah Coniston this weekend. Well, I mean, United have certainly continued their positive start to the season. They are still unbeaten, and it wasn't that dominant 2-0 win against Port Kembla. Matty Brennan and Dinko Terzic on the score sheet in the first half. And it does mean that Terzic does come into this game with a bit of form, having picked up goals in back-to-back games. But, I mean, it is a tricky task for this United side coming up against a, a Coniston team that has started the season really well. Yeah, look, I think both teams uh, have started the season very well. Obviously, the Wollongong United uh, have started that little bit better, still undefeated in, in the competition with four wins and two draws in that time. But I just want to mention, uh, you look at the other teams around in and around that top five sort of position on the times that, and the teams that we thought would be pushing for the title and how they've gone about versing those teams lower in the table um, where they haven't been pick, picked off those those wins where they've been picking up draws or, or losses in that, in that scenario. We talk about Bulleye as well, but last couple of weeks, um, Wollongong United did beat Balambi 3-1 and they beat Port Campbell 2-0 as well. So they're very positive results after that that draw with Cringilla just three weeks ago. So um, they're definitely looking towards and going up from here. Do you feel that the momentum and the run that Wollongong United are currently on will be enough to carry them through in this one? Yeah, look, I think so, Tim. Um, they're, they're full of confidence and momentum at the moment, um, picking up you know back-to-back wins against um, you know, low, lower teams on the table. But as I said, teams that um, have really troubled those teams higher up in the top five. So yeah, I believe Wollongong United will have the quality to get it done. Now, Wollongong United do actually have an FFA Cup fixture on Wednesday night. So they may have a few tired legs heading into this one. Uh, I think, though, that I will back Coniston to to win this game. I, I think that this for them, especially at JJ Kelly Park and coming off that win against Tarawana, they're certainly, you know, more than capable of, of putting in a, a decent performance here. And I will be backing them to do that and pick up all three points. 
and the final game on Saturday and, and the later kickoff on Saturday night, South Coast United against Tarawana at Ian McKernan Park. So United, they had that 2-0 loss to Wollongong Olympic, which perhaps wasn't as resounding of a, a defeat as we may have expected, considering, you know, the, the troubles that they have had at, at the back this year. And it shows that, you know, they, they are capable of defending against these top sides. I, I mean, Coniston, they only lost 2-1, 2-2-0 now to a Wollongong Olympic side that, that are also really been quite good this year. I mean, they, they have been the best team in the division. So I guess from that perspective, they could probably take positives from this game. Yeah, I think you definitely can. Um, you've got to take as many positives as you can get if you're you know struggling with, with getting up, uh, picking up results throughout the season. And now they've made it 0 from 6. It's, it's getting even tougher for them to, to find some points. Um, yeah, they're versing a Tarawana side that they, they get possibly could... Um, pick apart on 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 their given day if if Tarawana are off, um, and it doesn't get any easier for them after that uh, with Wollongong United and Bulla in consecutive weeks. So uh, it's it's probably a little bit of a positive that you could take out of it. Only going down two nil to Wollongong Olympic, who have you know seen to be you know blowing teams away this season. You know we look at three three nil against Coniston and four one against Port Kembla. So. Um, very big positive for them. Yeah, and I guess, you know, they will also take confidence from the fact that the Blueys aren't coming into this one with the most confidence. No wins in their last two games, most recently a 1-0 defeat to Coniston. But by that same token, I mean, Tarawana will certainly sort of be looking to get back to winning ways against a struggling South Coast United side here. It'll be a perfect, uh, perfect game to play South Coast United, I think, for the Blueys. Their, their season's gone a bit up and down since the start. Um, two wins, uh, two losses, then two wins, and then a draw, and then another loss. It's been sort of all over the place at the moment, but I, I believe, you know, Tarawana are a very quality side, and, and they can get the job done against these lower teams. I think that I will back the the Blueys to win this one. I think that, yes, they have had that recent slump in form and a bit of an inconsistent start overall, but I do think they are a side that has a lot of quality here, and I think they'll be more than capable of picking up a win against South Coast United. Yeah, I'll agree with you there, Tim, as well. Um, just a very young side, very passionate, very, very positive going forward. So, yeah, I'm going to back Tarawana as well. And the final game that we'll talk about in the only game on Sunday, Wanuna against Wollongong Olympic at Ocean Park. And I guess, interestingly enough to this one, you know, it is another game that could arguably be the game of the round. I mean, both sides are on quite impressive runs of form. Looking at Winuna first off, I mean, that was a really impressive one to win against Albion Park to end the White Eagles unbeaten run. Brendan Patman picking up the goal there. And now it is four wins in a row after that that's a shaky start, conceding eight goals in the opening two games. Another clean sheet as well. But this is a really tough task for this Winuna side coming up against a Wollongong Olympic team that are still 100% to this stage. Yeah, look, I think that result against um, Albion Park for Winuna is, is just typical of them, I think. Um, they scored early on through through Brendan Patnam inside the opening 10 minutes and they grinded out a 1-0 result, which they did for majority of last season, um, only only scoring one or, one or two here or there. and and not conceding much at the back as well. So it was a very strong, positive game for them as well. And they can definitely build on that going forward. And and that does put them level on points with Albion Park White Eagles. But, you know, looking to this weekend, they're going to have to be obviously at their absolute best if they want to get a result out of this Wollongong Olympic side who are also flying high in the season. And they've, you know, they, they got that result against South Coast United in typical Wollongong Olympic fashion, um, getting the job done as much as they can. They've kept, that was their third clean sheet of the season. Uh, they've only conceded the three goals. So 
uh, it'll be a different, a definite hard ask for him this weekend. Well, Josh McDonald and Hikaru Kawasakiya got the goals for Olympic in that one. And it just continues on, as you mentioned, you know, the momentum they're carrying through still the only side with a hundred percent record uh, to this stage. And, you know, I think if they win here against Winona away from home, it's just another step to, towards finishing at the top of the table. So as far as a prediction goes for this game, I think I am actually going to tip a draw here. I think Winuna are carrying a lot of momentum uh, heading into this game. You know, four wins in a row. I think that that win against Albion Park against the top side will almost add to that confidence. So I think they come into this one, especially at home with a lot of confidence. And I think that they'll be able to give Wollongong Olympic, uh, you know, a real test. I don't think I'll back them all the way, but I will say a draw for this game. Yeah, look, Tim, I think I might back Wollongong Olympic in this one. Uh, we've talked about how strong they've been this season, picking up six wins from six games, also staying in uh, the FFA Cup. Uh, they made it to round six last week uh, during a midweek game. They beat uh, MPL three opponents uh, in a West Hawks. So I believe that's a massive positive in that one and, and a big credit to um, one of their newest signings this year, Joshua McDonald. He scored four goals in the league and he also picked up a goal in that FFA Cup win the other night. So I believe if he's firing, that we'll know Olympic going to keep on winning. So, yeah, I'm going to back Olympic. And that does conclude the preview for the Illawarra Mercury Premier League for this week. Nathan and I will discuss the District League next. Moving on to the District League now, and we will start with the game on Saturday afternoon and probably what is the match of the round. Shell Cove against Helensburg at Barrack Heights Sports Field. So Shell Cove, I mean, they continued their outrageous goal-scoring form. A 6-1 win against Kayama, Tommy Markovsky picking up a hat-trick. Uh, and it is now 27 goals in the division this year. And after that blip in round one, that defeat to Oak Flats, I mean, they really have started to, to step it up now. Oh, 100%. Um, you, don't, you don't score 27 goals in six games and go unnoticed. Um, I think a massive... A massive deal of that goes to their new striker, Mimi Yaldo, who continued his goal the game form for this season. He's now scored 11 goals in his six games uh, for the club. So, yeah, they've just been absolutely on fire recently. Yeah, it's going to be a very tough ask this weekend against uh, a very strong side in Helensburg. And as you said, it's the match of the round. So I can't wait for it. And, I mean, the Thistle, uh, they come into this one off a 4-0 win against Berkeley. Cade Kinsella, Darren O'Brien and Blake Curry all on the score sheet. There was also an own goal. Uh, for the Thistle in that one. I mean, they come into this one with a lot of form and a lot of goal-scoring form as well. It wasn't too long ago they picked up that 10-1 win against Unendera in the Burt Bampton Cup as well. So, I mean, from that perspective, Helensburg will be right up for this one as well. Yeah, plenty of confidence coming into this one. I think for the Thistle, um, we spoke about how good their attacking form was and that's shown in recent weeks. They've, you know, they're averaging just over three goals a game in the league after their first five games. Obviously, they do have that um, game against that catch-up game against Unidera midway through next week as well. Um, so they've just been absolutely on fire in front of goal and, and also mentioning how good their defense is as well. Um, you know, you, you look at most teams and they've either got an, a, a really good attack and an average defense, but to have a, a really good attack and a really good defense is, a, is another reason why they're such good quality uh, as well this season uh, and picked to be, you know, one of the teams to beat. They've only conceded the three goals in the five games, which, are, which I think is huge for them. And uh, who are you thinking for a win in this one? And I think it is worth mentioning that a win for either of these sides could really go a long way 
to perhaps deciding the title even as early on as it is because we do tend to see in the district league that sides go on significant winning streaks here and so three points either way here could be massive for either side oh yeah definitely it's going to be a very tough game um look at how close these teams are on the table um obviously helensburg having that game in hand sitting three points behind shell cove but also unendera sitting on uh, the same amount of points as Shell Cove with the game in hand. So it's it's a massive game. Um, but I, I think I will. But I will. I, I, but I think I will back uh, Shell Cove in this one. I just think that the momentum that they've had in, in previous weeks and the form that they're on, uh, especially for the run in the in the division, is, is just uh, in immense form. So 27 goals after six games, as I said, um, is is immaculate for any side. So I think they're going to get the job done in this one. And they're going to be uh, really looking at their striker, Mimi Yaldo, to really put on performance. I think for this one here, I will say the Thistle to pick up the win. I think that at the start of the season, you know, we saw the squad that they did have and we sort of, I guess, suggested that they would go on and win the whole thing. And I think that they're going to prove that here uh, against Shell Cove. But as I said, you know, it's a really important game for both sides here. Uh, but I do just think that this will have enough to, to get over the line in this one. Looking at the next game on Saturday afternoon, Picton against the rule at Hume Oval. So the Rangers, it is just one win in their last five games, most recently a 5-2 defeat to University. And uh, they have conceded now 17 goals, which is the most in the division. And that's really worrying signs from a Picton perspective. But you know, there is an opportunity here against the rule who have had their troubles defensively themselves to, to sort of go and pick up that that important win to get them kickstarted this year. Yeah, it's not really looking good for, for Picton. Um, you know, they picked up their first and only win just a few weeks ago, and it feels like ages ago against Berkeley um, before losing uh, 4-1 to Shell Cove and now 5-2 to University. Um, it, you talk about how they've got the worst uh, defense in the competition, but they still have scored in every game that they've played. So if they can, if they can tighten things up at the back and really shut out the the opposition, I think they can, they can uh, pick up a few more points in these next uh, couple of weeks. You know, they've got the rule at home in this one before traveling to Kayama. Um, and then it doesn't get easy, any easier from there playing the, possibly two of the best teams in the competition in Helensburg and Unendera as well. So if they can pick up a few points in, in, in these next two games, they can really push away from the bottom of the table. And looking at the Thunder here, I mean, they had that positive run of form, picking up that win against Balgownie and then a draw with University, but they have taken a few steps back. They did go down 3-2 to Warilla. Josh Bond and Jordan Cox did get on the score sheet for the Thunder, but I mean, it's a disappointing result for them considering the run that they were on um, and they are conceding. They are still continuing to concede a lot of goals in the division, similar to the situation that Picton find themselves in. Yeah. I mean, as, as you said, the, the couple of weeks before that, they were very positive, um, you know, scoring four goals against Balgowney and then picking up that draw against university. So they'll be disappointed in this game against Rilla because um, it was definitely there to be won. I, I believe it was a close game and, and it was a really grudge match as well that went, um, you know, back and forth throughout the 90 minutes. So um, they'll be disappointed that they didn't win that one, but also they're probably looking at this, this next weekend saying that they can win it um, traveling up to Picton against the Picton side who are, as, as we said, who are pretty low on confidence after picking up their fifth win of the season. So um, they'll be going into this one with um, a head full of confidence. I think for this one here, I will back the rule to pick up the win. I think that we have seen some positive signs 
this year. They certainly haven't had any issue in terms of scoring goals so far this year. I mean, they have scored a number of goals. You mentioned the the four the four goals against Balgauni, and they also got in the score sheet twice against Rilla, uh, even though they did go down in that game. And I think that they will be able to to sort of you know create a number of chances against this Picton side that are struggling at the back this year, conceding the most uh, in the division so far. Yeah, look, it's it's going to be a tight game. Um, they, they could definitely swing either way, but I, I just think um, the Picton, um, when they are on up at up at Hume Oval, which is the, obviously their home ground up in Picton, I, I think that they can put on a performance against teams sort of around them on the table. Um, obviously, looking at looking back at their only win this season, it was against Berkeley where they picked up a, a two 0 win, and that was their only uh, clean sheet of the campaign. Um, other than that, they've conceded two or more goals. So. Um, that was just their second game back at Picton against University. So obviously just a little bit of a slip in the, the works for them up back at home. But um, yeah, definitely I'm, I'm going to back uh, the Picton in this one. And looking at the next game on Saturday afternoon, Oak Flats against Balgowney at Keith Bond Oval. So uh, the Falcons, I mean, in that grand final rematch, they did go down 3-0 to Udendera, which does make it two defeats in a row, but I mean, those defeats, they were against, you know, two of the, the better sides in the division this year. The defeat against Helensburg the week previous to this 3-0 loss to Unendera. So I guess this is an opportunity for them to get back on track and sort of get back to winning ways here against a Rangers side that are also coming off the back of a defeat heading into this one. Yeah, it's definitely been a tough couple of weeks for uh, Oak Flats. Um, you mentioned versing uh, potentially the the two of the best teams in the competition this year. Um, they were the two best team, uh, the two teams that are tipped to be first and second in the division in Helensburg and then Unendera. So um, they'll be very disappointed in both their results, 3-0 against Unendera and 5-1 against Helensburg. Um, for a team that went on such a, an amazing uh, winning run towards uh, the end of last season, then they'll be, um, yeah, obviously very disappointed in, in those two losses there. But again, it's probably a good time to turn that around. Um, the next sort of five games are sides uh, out, sitting outside the top five at the moment. So they've had a hard start uh, in, in that sense because they've got, you know, they've got teams like Balgauni and Tavul and Berkeley in the next five rounds. So if they could pick up a few wins there, then they might be able to build momentum on that and push back into the top five. And just taking a look at the Rangers heading into this one, a 2-1 defeat to Fern Hill uh, is their most recent result after last week's late winning goal against Varilla the uh, the week before. And it is just two wins this season. However, you know that they are still capable of, of winning games. Striker, you know, the striker Chris Hollingshead has proven to be quite a force uh, going forwards this year for them. So, I mean, so do you feel that perhaps this it presents a chance for them to, to cause a bit of an upset here against an Oak Flats side that are, are in a bit of a slump of form at the moment. Yeah, definitely. I think it's probably the perfect week to verse Oak Flats, um, given after their last two two uh, outings against Yudendera and Helensburg. Um, I think Balgani can definitely uh, grind out a game if, if they, you know, if it came to it. You know, they're beating Varilla 3-2 just a couple of weeks ago before that tight loss to Fern Hill. Um, really shows that they can, as I said, grind out the the results and and really stick it to teams sort of above them on the table. But uh, as you said, Oak Flats in a bit of a slump at the moment, so it might be a perfect time to verse them. And I know this this fixture at the start of last year, um, back at Keith Bondoval, it ended in a draw, I believe, between the two sides. So uh, Balgani can definitely n- nab a result in this one as well. And what are you thinking here heading into this one? 
Yeah, look, I know I spoke about how about Gowney, a very tough side in, in these sort of games against the, the, the higher teams on the table. But uh, I believe Oak Flats have got the quality uh, in them to get the job done against the Bergowney side and, and really turn their season around and, and uh, bounce back as well. And, and as I said, I mentioned that Oak Flats have got a, a relatively uh, easier run from in the next few weeks as, as opposed to their start versus, you know, each of the top five sides already. So I believe it, it's, it, it'll, be, it'll start this weekend for Oak Flats. Well, yeah, and it is interesting that you point out that on that opening round of the season last year, Oak Flats and Balgowney did in fact play out a draw. Uh, that is before Oak Flats did go on to win both the league and then go on to, to win the grand final. So from that perspective, the Rangers are, are definitely capable of causing an Oak Flats side issues. But I just feel that the way Oak Flats, uh, you know, they have had some some decent results this year. And I think that after these two defeats in a row, they'll be itching to, to get back to winning ways. And we'll see this Balcony game as a real opportunity for them to go and do that. Looking at another game on Saturday afternoon, University against Kayama at UOW Oval 1. And just looking at the students heading into this one, most recently a 5-2 win against Picton. Doug Woodwiss picking up a brace in that one, making it just one defeat in their last five games, that defeat to, to Shell Cove. And this is a real chance for them to go and pick up another result against this winless Kaima uh, side. So, I mean, this is a real opportunity for them heading forwards. And this is the last game University do play before they go on that difficult run playing against Unendera and Helensburg. So a win here, it could really help boost that confidence heading into that tricky run of fixtures they do have coming up. Yeah, it's important you mentioned that one team. Well, I think a majority of teams are playing those two sides are within consecutive weeks in, in the next uh, a few months or so. So uh, it's a very interesting one for University, but they did get back into the winning circle against uh, Picton over the weekend. Uh, a very good attacking display in that one as well. Um, Captain Doug Woodo is coming up with the, uh, the brace, but uh, we should mention that that this this, this fixture back at Kaima in the last round of last season actually cost University their final spot um, in you know in the final series last year, so um, it's going to be playing on universe the back of university's mind. Um, but I think it's probably the best time to verse Kaima, who are very low on confidence after losing six one to Shell Cove just the week prior. Well, and the Quarriers don't come into this one in the best of form at all, really. A 6-1 loss to Shell Cove most recently. Uh, now four defeats in a row since the one-all draw with Varilla. Where do you think the uh, Quarriers go from here then? Yeah, look, as I said, it was another tough uh, outing for Kayama on the weekends, but we spoke about how they were losing those games against uh, teams, but they were only losing him sort of like 2-1 and, and 3-1, 1-0 and that sort of stuff. But, you know, that was a really uh, poor poor result against, you know, a very strong Shell Cove, Shell Cove side um, over the weekend. But, you know, looking up to their next five fixtures into the run um, towards the halfway mark of the season, after they play university, they play um, the two sides that are closest to them on the ladder in Picton and Tyrrell um, before versing the, the two sides that are at the top of the table in Unidera and Helensburg. So it's a mixed bag in the next few few rounds. And if they can pick up a point here and there, then they can really um, build a bit of uh, confidence going into the back end of the season. I will be backing the, the students for this one here. I just think they are in a really positive run of form uh, at the moment and getting back to, to winning ways resoundingly 5-2 against Picton. And I think they'll see this as another chance to, to go perhaps and put a few goals on, uh, as I mentioned before, they do go into that tricky run against Unendera and Helensburg.
Yeah, look, I think I might agree with you there, uh, Tim, and, and go with University. As you said, they found their attacking form back against uh, a, a Picton side over the weekend. They scored five goals, which just has been the most they've scored this season. Um, and they are obviously full of confidence after that one and, and considering that they only scored the one goal in the previous two weeks before that. So I'm going to back University as well. And the final game on Saturday that we will talk about, Fernhill against Warilla at Ray Robinson Field. So the Foxes, after those two defeats in a row, they did get back to winning ways. A 2-1 win against Balgowney. Daniel Jukic back on the score sheet as well for the Foxes. And it is a really intriguing game, this one overall, because both sides uh, are sort of looking towards a finals place at the moment. I mean, they're both level on points heading into this one with Barilla sitting above Fernhill just on, on goal differential. So this is a real chance uh, for both sides to sort of get a bit of breathing room on each other. Yeah, it's a massive, massive game. This one, um, as we mentioned before, between Helensburg and Shell Cove, uh, we know it's early in the season, but you know every point counts for any team around you um, on, the, on sitting on the table, and, and that's the case for these two teams in Ruler and Fernhill. But um, it was yeah a better, a better result and a better performance for Fernhill over the weekend after back-to-back losses. But you know, mind you, they did burst. Uh, Helensburg and Unendera in the two weeks prior to that one, but a better defensive display for the, the Foxes, I thought, after conceding those eight goals in those last two games. So to, to only score one, it's, it's a big, big positive as well for them uh, heading into this one. And looking at the Wanderers now, and they did move into the top five with that 3-2 win against the Rule. And Marilla's second goal in that game was a spectacular free kick from Adrian Montalbano. Uh, and that was probably the main interesting point uh, from the game besides the result. Um, and it has been a really impressive start from the Wanderers this season. Of course, that draw with Kaimer and Bal- and the loss to Balgowney are two results that, you know, perhaps they'll look back on with a bit of disappointment. But besides that, they really have shown that they are going to be a real a real force in the division this year and sort of pushing up towards perhaps a finals place this year. Yeah, look, I think they're going to be a very, very tricky team to play this year as well. Um, you know, you never know what you're going to get on any given day for for them. Um, you know, you mentioned that loss to Balgowney and, and even that draw against Kaima early in the year. But they but then they only went down to Unidera Hearts 1-0 um, and then that 2-0 two, two winner went to Helensburg. So it, it's been a bit up and down, as you, as we said, similar to, to the Foxes' run and form recently. Um, but yeah, I believe they are going to be a tricky side. Um, they can really nab results against those teams around them and, and they'll be definitely be wanting to push for the top five given their start to the season. And uh, who are you going to back for this game here? Yeah, look, I think this is a very difficult game to pick. Um, you know, look at both team seasons have been very similar. Um, they're sitting on the same amount of points and similar goal difference as well on, on the table. So um, it definitely can swing either way. Um, but as much as I hate, I don't like tipping a draw, I, I might uh, back the Foxes in this one. Uh, I just think they've got the quality to, to get the job done again against teams around them. And uh, I know we, we talked about that loss to, to Helensburg being sort of a, a poor performance for that one, but they, they were level with them for about 50, 55, 60 minutes as well. Um, before, you know, really grinding out a tough contest against Unander also. So I think they can can sort of play play out these games and, and get results in them as well. So, yeah, I'm going to back the Foxes. I think I'll say Rilla to win this one. I have been really impressed with the, the Wanderers so far this season. Uh, and I think that the, the quality that they do have in the squad on their day, they can be a real test for any side. I mean, the fact that they did go and beat Helensburg, 
is a testament to that. And I think that here, a big game where, you know, potentially they could get a bit of breathing room uh, between themselves uh, and for Neil here, go three points ahead of them. Um, I think this, they'll, they'll really relish that, that opportunity and uh, go and win the game. And the only game on Sunday in the District League is is Berkeley against Unendera at Berkeley Sports Ground. So the Goats, they backed up the 1-0 win against Kayama going down 4-0 uh, to Helensburg. And it's going to be another tricky task for them this weekend against the Hearts. Yeah, it does not get any easier. Um, it's another team that's playing Unendera and Helensburg in consecutive weeks. Um, massive ask for them this weekend. But uh, I do point out, I think it was only 1-0 uh, to Helensburg over Berkeley for a majority of that game before three goals in the space of 10 minutes really shut out that that result for, for the Berg. So a bit of positive signs for Berkeley that they can play out with those you know higher teams for, for a longer period of time as well. And looking at the Hearts now, a 3-0 win against Oak Flats in that grand final rematch. Uh, you know, still a 100% record this year. And Mark Picciolini returned to the side in the league and he scored a hat-trick inside the first 22 minutes of the match. They've already been flying this year in the league. Does Mark Picciolini now coming back into this squad take them to another level? Yeah, look, I didn't think Unidero could get uh, any better than they actually could, but they did. Um, well, yeah, what a... What a return for Mark Picciolini. I think it was a bit scripted, I think. Uh, I think he wanted to come back for, for the game against Oak Flats and he, and he really put on a performance in that first first half, um, especially those first 22 minutes, as you said. Um, a hat-trick after returning, after suspension, is a massive thing, a massive ask for your team and massive boost for your team as well. And, and I think they definitely needed it after sort of the run they've had recently and, and they've played a lot of games, a lot of catch-up games. Um, also those FF, FFA Cup fixtures as well. So, um, yeah, very positive signs for the Hearts. And uh, we'd be backing Unidera to, to win this one considering the run of form that they are on at the moment. Yeah, I think so, Tim. I just think that, you know, they've got a quality in attack, um, especially with Mark Picciolini coming back. And I think they're going to be too strong for uh, a determined Berkeley side in this one. I'll agree with you there. I think the Hearts are on such a strong run of form at the moment and they just seem to be able to jump every hurdle. I think Mark Picciolini coming back into the team as well is another reason that they're, they're going to really start to, to push on now towards the top of the league. Uh, of course, they do have that tricky game with Helensburg uh, next week uh, in, in midweek. So, I mean, that's another thing for them to think about here and a win, a strong win against Berkeley sets them up with a great platform heading on into that one against Helensburg. And that does conclude the previews for this week. Nathan, thanks for coming on again. No worries, Tim. Pleasure. And taking a look now at the Women's Division 1 and all games were played on Sunday as Winuna and Rilla played out a one-all draw at Ocean Park, while Shell Harbour picked up a 4-0 win against University White at Coolabong Oval. Albion Park earned a 4-1 win against The Rule at Thomas Gibson Park, and South Coast Flame won 5-1 against Wollongong United at Ian LeClennan Park. And in the other game on Sunday, Talia Petrovsky scored a hat-trick in University Yellow's 3-0 win against Kayama at Coolabong Oval. Football South Coast reporter Alison Din spoke with her after the match. Thank you for joining me today, Talia. Thank you for having me. Um, so I know you played for an MPL team last year, uh, the Illawarra Stingrays, and this year is your first year in the Women's Division 1 local side. Uh, so how has the transition been so far? Yeah, so I was playing for Stingrays for the past six years. So I knew the transition was going to be quite difficult. 
it's taken me a couple of rounds to get used to the different playing style of football, but I'm really enjoying it right now. There's numerous players in the competition that have also played NPL1 that I've played with in the past, so it's good to see some familiar faces. Awesome. And how did you go um, this weekend? You won 3-0 on Sunday against Kayama Quarriers and you played a sensational game. You scored a hat-trick. Uh, but tell me what you thought of the game and what you thought of Kayama as a team. Well, we knew Kayama was going to be a tough game as they were undefeated and on the same amount of points as what we were at the start. But we were pleased to get the win and an early goal, which definitely helped boost our confidence and allowed us to play our natural game. We thought Kayama had a quality strike force and their defensive was very good as well. Um, but we we're, we're proud of our performance and we're definitely looking forward to the rest of the season. And just on your thoughts with the league overall, um, what do you think of the team so far? We've got a lot of young teams this year, uh, like Shell Harbour, um, and some of them have come up from you know, the Women's Youth League. But tell me, what are your thoughts on these new teams and even the old teams? Yeah, so the league is definitely tough and competitive. Like I said before, there's a lot of girls that could be easily playing NPL1 right now. Every week is a new challenge, and I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. It's definitely challenging. Just lastly, we'll talk about you've got a game this weekend against Albion Park, which is actually first place. Um, so tell me what your thoughts are about this upcoming match and what you think or what you're expecting. Yeah, so Albion Park have been the benchmark over the last few years. They've won it quite a lot. So we're looking to change that this year, of course. We have started the season well by winning against them at Bonnie Lassie, but this week will be a big challenge against the champions at their home ground. We are looking forward to the challenge and cannot wait. But of course, we're expecting a tough physical game. All right, well, that's all from me, Talia, but thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you. And that does conclude the Football South Coast Weekly for this week. Make sure to follow Football South Coast on Twitter at FSC underscore official for live updates on the biggest matches across Illawarra football. You will also find match reports, previews and reviews on there. My name is Timothy Gibson. Thank you for listening.